Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me and for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes. Hormone harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Well, let me tell you, mylifeinabook.com is a very unique service. I did it for my mom and my grandmother, and it has been amazing. It basically turns your mom's life stories or your grandmother's or anybody that you think is special in your life into a book. So here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send a question via email to the special person, whoever you choose. You can ask custom questions too, but I just kind of let my life in a book choose what questions to ask. And then your special person like your mom can type their response or they can record their voice. And my life in a book compiles it all in a beautiful keepsake for you. And guess what? They can even create audiobooks. I mean, this is such a unique gift that will last a lifetime for you, your mom, your children, your children's children. It is the best gift you can give. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use our code CLINK at checkout for 10% off. This is an unforgettable gift for you and your mom. Get it today. Use our code CLINK, mylifeinabook.com. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Good morning. It's party time. 
it's not party time anymore. We already did that. Oh, it's packing yes. time. It's packing, <laughs> it's packing time. time. We're both going on trips. We are. Gretchen is going up to Washington and I'm making my way to the Lone Star State. The Lone Star State. That's right. Texas. Yeah. Yeehaw. Getty up. I'm going to say that all the time. I love saying Getty up. Oh, my son <laughs> is all into He's like, you know, there were cowboys there once. <laughs> like, uh, like, still are, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. So everything is packed. Everything except for this microphone. That's but right. Good. The filter for the microphone, just an FYI, if you hear me clicking or sound a little odd, that's why. So Audio please forgive me. Audio quality is packed. Sorry about that. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I am sorry, actually, because I'm really... Somebody just sent me a text with a hashtag, sorry, not sorry, that can suck it hard. Oh. So I hate it when people say that now. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? Our friend... Alish sent us yesterday. Somebody has a life-size cutout of Justin Bieber. Oh, I think I saw that this morning. In their living room, standing there where like the front, anybody driving by can just see this creepy like silhouette of a man standing there. But it happens to be Justin Bieber. And I'm like, I'm not mad at that at all. Like, could somebody send me a life-size cutout of Justin Bieber? I'm kind of mad that she sent that to the whole group and not just ex- and didn't exclude you because I'm like, wow, that is such an idea. <laughs> Christmas is coming. That, Hello. That's the best gift ever. <laughs> I, mean, like, I totally could have sent it to that. you and been like, I know you miss Calabasas. Right? Yeah. You're so, so right. Yeah. I just Damn read it. on the news yesterday that the unfortunate passing of Lisa Marie Presley's son, yeah. he lived in Calabasas right next to my friend. Oh, yeah. Really sad way to bring it down. Sorry, you want me to tell you something that's going to bring it right up for you? Yes, please. Okay. So, you know, the Scott Peterson. Yeah. There's more news, dude. Oh, I don't even know. They are looking at re-examining his whole entire case. Well, you think they should just listen to the podcast? Well, maybe they did. I know. Maybe they did. And basically, I think he might get a new trial. Yeah. Let's hope. You know what else is really exciting? Hmm. I kind of cannot even believe how crazy people are going. Dexter. Dexter is coming back. It's bananas. I mean, everybody is super excited and so oh, let I, me tell you because he's I like a true be. crime he's like a well he's not it's not true crime it's fictional but you know you know the basis of the dexter because i don't think you watched he's like a vigilante yes he goes after bad people and then kills them oh right? my god but he doesn't just kill him he wears this super hot outfit okay which i bought my husband the same shirt we called it his dexter shirt okay <laughs> okay And he straps him down on a table. He wraps the whole room in saran wrap, which, you know, I think is super hot that he's excellent at not leaving DNA behind because that really irks me about criminals. Mm -hmm. And then before he kills them, he shows them a picture of like their victims. So it's the last thing in their brain is who they wronged. Ooh, it's super hot. Anyways, okay. I can't wait. I can't wait. And the whole beginning with the egg slicing. Dexter people know what I'm talking about. It's awesome. I love it. Okay. So it's 
I think it's like a 10 part series or something. Is it going to be on Netflix? Yeah. So last time the way the series ended was that he he was found out and then he escaped. But he was like working in like Alaska or something in the woods. So it's real easy for them to bring it back because he can just come right back to life. Yeah. And maybe he'll get those people that murdered all those people in Alaska. Again, Tab, bringing it down. (laughs) In real life, no. In real life, Just kidding. I don't think anybody should kill anybody ever. Okay. Unless you're, you know, I don't know, child rapist. I got a crime today that's not about murder. What? You You said you were bringing murder. You said you were going to bring back murder. What the hell? Okay, I'll bring back murder next time. I did not. I didn't bring the murder. Oh, my God. You loser. (laughs) I did. Jessica Chambers last was my last crime. That was murder. That was very sad. So I needed to lighten it up. Jesus. Oh, okay. Sorry. Wait. Yes. But I didn't bring murder. I brought missing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. Today, this is one that I think has all the makings of a crime that is right up our alley, but I thought you probably already knew about it. But when I mentioned it to you, to my shock, you didn't. So that's surprising. I know. I don't know. I mean, you didn't even watch Dexter Tab. I did watch a couple episodes, but you did? Yeah. But you don't remember them. No, because that's the thing. Like, I probably heard about this case before, too, but. It's like watching a movie. I can't remember what happened yesterday. Also, this is the difference between me and Tab. Tab can just watch a couple episodes of Dexter. I can never do something like that. That's why I don't start all these things that people throw at me. Because if I start, I'm going to finish. I'm going to watch every episode. Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy my husband the shirt. You are like that. You're very obsessed. I'm going to learn all the back story. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Anyhow, you didn't know about this. So hopefully our listeners don't know all about it either. Today's crime revolves around four ladies in the Big Apple. That's right. Let's hear it for New York. New York. Four ladies in the Big Apple. Is it the Real Housewives of New York? No. Oh. First, meet Rosie. Rosie is a beautiful girl. She has a really sweet face and brains to boot. She is the daughter of Cambodian immigrant parents. She's always been extra smart and a hard worker. In elementary school, she was one of those kids that sold candy at a markup. Okay. I did that. Yeah, I'll bet you did. (laughs) I did. I sold blow pops and I made a good amount of money and that was in the third grade. Yeah. 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 I was. I like the Rosie. That wasn't my jam. Okay. At 17, she waitressed at a diner. That was next door to a gentleman's club. And when the managers at the club saw her hustle and charm in action, they convinced her to go work for them next door. She did it. And she started making $500 to $1,000 a night. And this was more money than she had ever seen slinging omelets at the diner. But Rosie knew the real money was in Manhattan. All right. Okay. Okay. So she made her way. That's where the people have the big bucks. That's right. So she made her way to Larry Flint's Hustler Club. Oh. So this, it, I, by the way, I just, I know it's wrong, but I love Larry Flint. <laughs> you do? <laughs> I do. You are something else. Yeah. Okay. 
another rabbit hole I have seriously been down. But so this is where she meets Samantha. Samantha had worked as a stripper. And by the way, I'm just going to use the word stripper and dancer interchangeably because I watched a lot of interviews with people and they use the words interchangeably. So don't go sending me some like politically correct word because I'm following it from their mouths. Okay, got it. Samantha had worked as a stripper, dancer, whatever you fancy in her younger years, but now she was in her 30s, which is ancient for most strippers. So oh, she now that's so sad to me. I know it's so sad. Thirty seems so young. <laughs> I know. So now she worked the clubs as a hostess. Samantha was a boss bitch. She knew everybody, all the regular Wall Street guys. She knew what they liked and made sure they had a good time. She kept notes and a Rolodex of sorts of all of her contacts that she called the get money list. She had cultivated it over the years. Now, this was the time period where the strip club game was on the rise with clubs transforming from like dark dungeons with the light up signs that just said like live nudes Mm-hmm. to gentlemen's clubs with chandeliers, steaks, top shelf liquor. Back when Howard Stern was on his show, having the girls from Scores in New York City on all the time, like it was the best profession for a young lady ever. Yeah. There was also that show, um, G-String Divas. Did you ever watch that? No. I, I you know... I didn't either. I think this would this was the time period where I was too poor to have HBO. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, we did talk about how much I mean, it's not the same thing, but how much we loved the show Girls Next Door was like this time period. And they were all living it up at the Playboy Mansion. I mean, at the time, it just the vibe was kind of like women had flipped the script. And were taking the power like they were the ones exploiting men by taking advantage of their weaknesses and taking all their money, too. It was like this. You could just yeah. walk around scantily. Right. Yeah. OK, so it's bananas when you, really bananas when you hear about how much money those guys were spending at the clubs in the early 2000s. Rosie talks about one customer that came in three times a week and spent a hundred K every time he came in. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Her cut was 10K of that, right? So the money is bananas, but it comes at a price. Rosie said it messed with her head. She says you start to hate men. And you definitely don't trust any of them because night after night, you're dealing with these guys that are mostly married and get off on demeaning these barely legal girls by, you know, always pushing it with how far they'll go and doing gross shit like whispering, you know, what did your daddy do to you? Mm. Sick. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she actually makes a really good parallel why these Wall Street guys and strippers go so well together. They both make a lot of money being ruthless, and then they feel kind of guilty about it. So they blow it all. For the guys, it's on like strippers and blow. And for the strippers, it's on shopping and vacations. But then they both find themselves broke again. And so they have to keep working. Keep hustling. It's a cycle. Yeah. 
did they make a movie on this called Hustlers? Yes, they did. Spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I okay. um, did try to watch it. Okay. Well, we'll talk about what a, what a fine film it was okay. at the end. Okay. okay. So at one point, Rosie got pregnant and had a daughter. She moved in with her boyfriend and tried to live an average mom life. So she left the club behind her. Well, long story short, a few years went by and it didn't work out for Rosie. So she found herself a single mother. She decided to get back into the dancing game to provide for her child. She went to scorers. And guess who had never left? Samantha. Oh, Samantha's still there. Samantha is. She's still there working that get money list. So Samantha's still there, but everything else had changed. This was now post-2008, after the Wall Street crash, crash. financial crisis. And so the clientele had changed, and so did what the girls had to do to make money. Oh, they had to do a little bit more? Oh, yeah. Rosie says the new crop of girls working were mostly Russian and Colombian immigrants, and all of them were drop-dead gorgeous. And... On top of that, they were given blowjobs for 300 bucks. Ooh. Apparently, sex acts have always happened in the champagne room, but it was for a lot more money. And it wasn't mandatory for all the girls working. So Rosie was never into it. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, are we surprised that that happens in the champagne room? Oh, no. Okay. No, we're not. We're not surprised at all. I mean, actually, if you want a little tea that I have heard, I am have been friends over the years with some girls that have worked the pole. And one of them told me that she preferred to work at the gentleman's club in Oxnard versus, oh, versus the Santa, one Barbara? In Santa Barbara because she lived in Santa Barbara. So I was like, really, you want to go to Oxnard, which is not as nice as Santa Barbara. Sorry. Anyhow, she said, yeah, because all those cute Santa Barbara college girls are given given away the goods, given mm-hmm. blowjobs, and they're actually like really strict and like legit in Oxnard. So she drove herself all the way there. Got it. Makes sense. Okay. Okay. Also, Santa Barbara Club is not paying us. That was free. What do you mean? I mean, now people are going to think you can go there and get a blowjob. Don't hold us liable for that. Oh, Right. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. This was a long time ago. Okay. Anyways, Rosie had a feeling that Samantha was up to something because while everyone else seemed kind of hard up for cash, she didn't seem to skip a beat. She would roll in in her Louboutins like she owned the place. So Rosie said, forget this. I want in whatever you've got going on. What? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. What Samantha was doing was recruiting some young, pretty girls that she would coach to act and dress like they had gotten off work at an office and rope a guy in from a bar. Not just any guy. They had to learn how to tell the difference in watches and shoes Mm. so they didn't waste their time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then her friend Sam would conveniently show up and they would come up with this crazy idea like, Let's go to a strip club. 
And Woo! then, yeah, bills. and then they would plow him with alcohol and run up his credit cards. <laughs> okay. But how is she making money from that? Well, clearly she's in cahoots with the club, so she's getting a cut. Okay, okay. And you know how it is when you go to a club. Like, you order a bottle of $10 Kettle. champagne or oh, yeah, right. know, whatever, and they charge you 200 bucks. I mean, it's yes. pretty easy to, like, run it up. Okay. Yeah. So... When Rosie joined up with Samantha, she upped the game. For one, she's really smart and pretty. So she was good at doing what they called fishing. But she got a little frustrated because it didn't always work. Sometimes the guys would get too drunk to keep going out. Or sometimes they would get to the club and expect sex. So Rosie, being the business-minded mama she was, said, let's outsource that. So they started lining up girls to hook up with these dudes that they got off of Craigslist and Backpage. So now Rosie and Sam are like pimps, madams, whatever. Yeah. Okay. And they were fine with that. But the problem was that the girls that they used were what you would expect, unreliable and usually on drugs. And this was business to them. So they thought, how can we get around the sex part? Idea. Okay. They would drug the guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> it had to be something that kept them up and feeling good so they could get them to the club and sign the checks, but also so out of it that they didn't really know what was going on. They cooked up a mix of MDMA, a.k.a. Ecstasy, ecstasy, and, and ketamine. But doesn't ecstasy make you want to have sex like a lot? Yeah. So they're feeling good, but ketamine—it's like a tranquilizer. It's like Valium. It like also makes you so out of it. So you probably couldn't really get it up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So this left the guys feeling good on the X, and the ketamine like wiped their memories. They had the perfect mix. Okay. They recruited young ladies that were fresh-faced like Karina Pascucci and Marcy Rosen, who had never even worked as strippers. They hit the upscale bars and steakhouses in blazers and just laser-focused on Black American Express cards. Mm -hmm. When the cards stopped working or if the bank would, you know, require verification, the guys would be in such a state that they would just tell the girls their mother's maiden name, their social security oh, number, their last purchases, God. and they would act like they were the men's assistants on the phone with the banks and get the charges to go through. Oh, my goodness gracious. These oh, girls yeah. are like con men. Oh, yeah. Con women. The next morning, the men would wake up and have no idea what happened. Sometimes they would call the girls up and she would assure them they had a great time. They were tipping everyone and they should do it again sometime. <laughs> I can just imagine. Oh, my God. You don't remember? We had so much fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So time after time, these men would be too embarrassed to take any further action. So they just let it go. And the girls got away with this for years. At the height, Rosie and Samantha were bringing in an estimated 500K a year each, but it was never enough money for them. The more money they made, 
the more money they wanted. Well, they, probably the more money they spent. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it just keeps right? getting, you just need more and more. They got greedy, real greedy, and compiled with Samantha having a soft spot for the girls that she had known over the years from the clubs that had, you know, problems. Mm-hmm. She wanted to give them a chance to get in on the action, but these girls were not professionals and they liked to party too much. And maybe just in general, not the brightest crayons in the box. So after one night when one of the men called one of the girls back the next day and did the whole, what happened to me last night? She didn't handle it like the professional scammers that the other girls were. When this guy begged her to just credit back what they had taken from his debit card because his mortgage payment was on that. And he didn't have any more money. He's going through a messy divorce and he has to take care of his autistic son. Mm. This girl cracked and said she was really sorry. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Well, this guy actually recorded the conversation. He was smart. He He kind of was up. He knew. Oh, yeah. Well, he went to the police with it. And they said, yeah, we get calls all the time from guys saying they get ripped off from strip clubs, but they're like, okay, sure, buddy. You know? Yeah. Right? But when this guy called, they actually listened to his story because they had reason to start thinking that some women were somehow drugging and conning men because of a story about a doctor that had made the New York Post. And I will tell you about that after I tell you what ended up happening to this guy. They have the guy call her back, which she shouldn't have even answered the phone, right? Like, I mean, she already knew. He's like, he's not calling to party again, but she's weak, okay? This time she really spilled the tea. And she said, you got hustled by a girl gang. And I'm sorry, we just gave you a sprinkle. Oh, like, like he didn't even get it drink. that bad. Yeah. Yeah. So the then the DEA went to chat with this young lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. And turned her into an informant and set up a sting. Well, smart for her because then yeah. she probably didn't get in trouble. Yeah. No, she didn't. So they had her. They had the girl pick up an undercover agent and bring him back to a hotel room where they were in the next room watching everything. The agent gets to the hotel room and acts like he's completely passed out. The girls get really frustrated because like they need him to wake up and go to the club. Yeah. Okay. They are recorded talking about giving him a bump of blow to wake him up and drugging him with their normal mix. The agents didn't want the undercover to ever leave the hotel because they say it would be like an uncontrolled environment. So they were just hoping that the girls would take his wallet. But they didn't. And because the girls could see that he was breathing fine and they figured that he would just wake up eventually, they weren't leaving the hotel room. Like they're like in it. Mm -hmm. And the DEA agents were sick of waiting around. So eventually the agents acted like hotel security 
which I mean, you kind of can't believe the girls even like they act like they're hotel security and they just knock on the door and they're like. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert bill portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just Drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hey, what's going on in here? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like a bunch of girls with a guy that's passed. Like, it's not a big deal, but whatever. They fell for it. They left. Okay. The DEA didn't have as much evidence as they wanted to charge the girls with. So they wanted to think about what to do. So they didn't arrest them right away. They let them go that night. Okay, so rewind a little to before when I told you about the doctor. Okay, so the doctor story is Samantha somehow got this doctor's number. And then when she was going through her get money list, she texted him Karina's picture. That's what she would do. She would text these guys like a picture of the picture of the girl. Yeah. Yeah. And say hi. 
I'm a nursing student. I would really like to get together with you for a drink. The doctor Mm -hmm. is young and single and thinks this is like a legit prospective date that could turn into a relationship. Mm -hmm. He says he has plans for dinner with another couple that night, but please join him. What a gentleman, right? Right. Karina agrees, but like she doesn't want to sit through dinner. So she doesn't show up until dessert because she doesn't actually give a shit about this guy, right? So the doctor says that what he recalls is having dessert, going to the restroom, finishing the wine that was on the table, and that's it. He woke up to a note from Karina that said, thanks for the best night ever. So he thought, shoot, I don't know what I did, but I want to do it again. (laughs) So... (laughs) So he started texting Karina and they agreed to meet up for a drink. So they did. Same story. Doesn't remember anything. Woke up to a note. So he says this time he's going to make sure he stays with it. And he invites Karina to a Van Morrison concert. Oh, I love Van Morrison so much. I love Van Morrison too, but I do think it's kind of dorky. I went to a Van Morrison concert last year. Yeah, but I mean, as like an old married lady, but as like a (laughs) young, hip New Yorker, I don't know. Not so much? Not so much. Taking the lady to the Cool Jams concert. Okay, Okay. fine. Karina says the night was painful because they don't serve alcohol until after the show. Did you have that experience? No, that is so lame. Yeah. And so she act like you probably can't trust those people over 40 drinking. They don't get out much. (laughs) I don't know. We can't give them alcohol till after. Lame. Okay. So she says she actually had to talk to the doctor. And it is emotionally exhausting, pretending and fake laughing for these guys. But she powered through. And the doctor doesn't remember anything after the concert. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. This time, he woke up alone in a hotel room with a text from American Express saying they needed him to verify $135,000 worth of charges at Robert's Steakhouse. How do you spend $135,000 at a steakhouse? Okay, well. You bought like a $100,000 bottle of wine? I guess. I mean, well, okay, come to find out that the $135,000 worth of charges were over three nights. And Robert's Steakhouse is what shows up on your card when you go to scorers. Oh. Oh. Right? That, yeah, that I mean, that's smart. So your wife doesn't know that you actually were at right. a strip club and thinks you maybe just took somebody out to dinner for work. Yes, very smart. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, he put it together that the three nights that there were all these exorbitant charges were every time he was with Karina. Okay. And he doesn't remember anything. Yeah, and he doesn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. So he calls Karina up and Karina actually says, oh shit. Like she didn't cave as much as that other girl did, but she says, oh shit. I didn't realize that my friends had charged so much. And she says she really didn't realize that they had 
taken him for that much. But she just says like, oh, sorry. It's not like, sorry. Oh, gosh. You know, it's sorry. Yeah. You had a really good time. Promise. Yeah. Well, the doctor disputes the charge with American Express and says he's never been there. And Scores is like, yes, you have. We have it on tape, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they keep all the cameras in front of the entrance. They just don't keep the cameras in the champagne room. Okay. But when American Express further investigated, they found that all of the doctor's signatures had been forged. So they sided with the doctor and didn't pay the club. Yeah. Yeah, that was a mistake, ladies. Mm -hmm. So this resulted in scorers suing the doctor personally. And they were real mad. They leaked the story to the New York Post in an attempt to just humiliate the doctor and make him pay, you know, an attempt to, like, make it all go away. Like, this loser doctor, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. When the story first got out, the girls actually thought, like, great, finally this dude will pay his bill. They didn't really think that the police also read the paper and that this could put them on their radar And it did. And eventually, the four main players were arrested. Rosie, Samantha, Karina, and Marcy. The way this played out is bananas. So Rosie and Samantha are obviously like the ringleaders in Mm -hmm. all of this. And they were smart enough to negotiate plea deals for themselves that did not involve serving any time. Shut the front door. You serious? They both got five years probation. Wow, that's incredible. Okay, Marcy and Karina, who were just like the fresh faced bait. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Karina, for one, has real loose lips. She actually talked about her story on camera, like as she's walking up to the courthouse. I mean, don't you know you're supposed to put like your purse in front of your face? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to say no comment. If you give any interviews, you want like, money or editing or, you know, something. Full rights. Yes. Yeah. All that. She's like, oh, yeah, there's somebody with a camera. I'm just going to talk to him. And I mean, she was really like, I'm just sorry it all happened. Like, I mean, she spilled it. Okay. Uh So you can imagine she's not that good at negotiating for herself. Her and Marcy both got 16 weekends at Rikers Island. Weekends only. Just just weekends. But Rikers Island, I think, is Yeah, that is not one of the ones I'd want to be locked up. It's not one of those like, you know. But weekends only. Like black places. It's gnarly. Well, yeah. Okay. It's ironic that the ringleaders got off without doing any time, but even the 16 weekends for the other girls seems pretty light, right? Yeah. I tried to look into what sentences would be for men drugging women, but when men drug women, they also rape them. So it's like not really comparable. It's actually kind of funny because these women were like, the last thing we want to do is have sex with these guys. (laughs) So we're going to actually drug them so we don't have to have sex with them. Right. Right. Yeah. We'll just make them believe that we did. Yeah. That is so um, typical. Of, you know, a woman's mentality versus a man. Mm -hmm. 
So after the girls were charged, a reporter named Jessica Pressler interviewed Rosie and Samantha for a piece that came out in December 2015 in New York Magazine. It is a really insightful article about the story and how they all got to where they ended up. And it was the basis of the 2019 movie Hustlers starring J-Lo. J-Lo. Okay. She was Rosie. No, she was Samantha. Oh, she was Samantha. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I only watched it. Okay. So listen, I watched it on the plane. You did. And um, my son or daughter was sitting behind me, but kind of diagonal so they could see the screen. And one of them was like, mom, what are you watching up there? <laughs> and it was like right in the beginning. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can't, I, I can't watch this right okay. now. So I watched like the first maybe like five minutes of it, but never well, went back to it. I don't think you missed that much. I watched the movie. You did. People yeah. seem to enjoy the fact that, I don't know, they kept saying like it was woman power kind of story, but dude, they're fucking criminals. Oh my God. I don't like, condone drugging bad. anyone. No, oh, yeah. it's a well, bad idea. It's a bad idea. Yeah. I And it's not, it, the movie is not exactly the real story. There How are it parts of it. Right. There's a lot of parts of it that are completely fictional. In the movie, J-Lo's character is like the only head bitch in charge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosie's character is portrayed as like a minion that, you know, has this like conscience and the whole thing is weighing on her. And like, that's not the way it is at all. It it looks like J-Lo like took her under her wing. And uh, And that's not what happened. That's not true. Yeah, that's just not. That's not how it was. Also in the movie, J-Lo is a stripper. Up mm-hmm. until they run the hustle, which, you know, the real Samantha has a big problem with. She says she hasn't done that in forever. I mean, can you blame them? It's a movie about strippers. Who's not going to get J-Lo to do a striptease? Dude. I mean, I if they so, can, write it in. I'm so envious of girls that can do that. I've taken those pole classes, you know. Yeah. The exercise, like, of course you have. Pole fit or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you say that? Of course I have. <laughs> I am very prude, by the way, and I'm very embarrassed about any of it. So it is so out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But I really wish that I could let go and not care and not be so stiff and like, and I wish I had abs that could get my ass upside down on a pole oh yeah well you do a really good slow motion hair flip like we've talked about I am really good at slow motion hair flips but I think that anybody would be really good at that I don't think it's a talent as good as you (laughs) (laughs) well I you never even sent me that last one that I did I've never even seen it it to you okay and maybe I'll post it and maybe we'll post it if she deems it worthy of one of her top 10 okay but you have to join the group because I'm not yeah, going to post it in the regular. Okay. People are still confused about that. Apparently we have a housewives of true crime Facebook page. And then we also have a group. Yes. And then we also have a keto group, but 
a dieting yeah, move. I don't know what like we're stupid. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know if we're stupid. We're well, not stupid, but one we're of our reviewers, we're extra. Thought, one of yeah. our reviewers called us vapid. Oh, okay. Did you have to look that up, or no. do you know what that means? This means bad. <laughs> it sounds bad, but what I I thought it sounded like vaping. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I mean, I really let's need get, to go back to fourth grade. That sounds like okay. fun. Let's finish the story. Okay, so I give the movie like a seven, but I want to tell you, Cardi B makes a cameo in the movie. Hmm. Yeah. She has talked about the fact that she worked as a stripper as her former profession. She also admits to drugging guys when she did it in the past. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. She got a lot of flack for admitting that. People started, she said it on like a live Instagram, Uh and people started hashtagging surviving Cardi B, as in, you know, like surviving R. Kelly or Bill Cosby. Oh my God. But she says she did what she did to survive and that people glorify what street guys do to survive, including murder and violence and drugs. And she says she never tried to glorify it. She was just being honest. And all she can do is be a better person now. I mean, I guess she has a point. Somebody wrote that for her, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't give a pass for drugging anyone. No, I don't even, either. Even I have no doubt that these guys were like mostly total douchebags. You still don't get to drug them. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. What is everyone up to now? Well, Marcy has lied real low since serving her weekends at Rikers. So I don't really know. Rosie and Karina have continued to give interviews. Karina is now working a retail job. Rosie, being Rosie, capitalized on the movie by being a consultant and lived it up at the premiere with the stars. She is working on a book and aspires to be some kind of motivational speaker. I think there is like no stopping this girl. I mean, she'll she'll probably be successful. Yeah. Yeah. Samantha is not happy about the movie, which is hard to believe that anyone doesn't like the idea of J-Lo playing them. By the way, they don't look alike. I'm just going to leave it at that. They don't? No. No, they don't. I need to look her up. We'll put a, okay, it's Samantha Barbash. Oh, because J-Lo is, I mean, I would love J-Lo to play me and I don't look anything like her either. I would like her to dance on the pole, all of it. Yeah, they don't look alike. No, they don't look like. Okay. She says she turned down the consultant offer, unlike Rosie, because they didn't offer her enough money and they wanted her life rights. I watched an interview with her that aired in Australia. Mm-hmm. She looked terrible and was not likable. It was a horrible interview. She acted bored. She didn't say anything except when they asked her questions, she says, I'm writing my own book. I mean, it'll be in there. By the way, that's why they had to change her um, basically in the movie because she could probably like sue him or something. Well, yeah. I mean, whatever. She has an is Instagram Is the real account. Rosie is Rosie Keough? Yeah. So Samantha has an Instagram account where the only thing she posts is 
like her in lingerie or bikinis, and she's a big fan of the filters. Who isn't? Um, Come on. I know, but it's like every, like there's <laughs> it's not like a extra. single picture that is not like a full-on Snapchat picture with like butterflies and stars. And I mean, it's, I'm just saying that's her game. Yeah. Okay. But she has a lot of followers, and one of them is Renee Graziano from Mob Wives. And there is a mob tie-in with scores. So I I might do that story. Probably do it on Patreon. But I found it really interesting. It's crazy that the clubs were like clearly in on the hustle too, but the owners haven't been charged or sued from what I could find. But that's what I'm saying. Like these girls, they had to have been getting the money from the guys, right? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, from the club, they, they're getting they the money from the guys. With practically, and then... with practically like a slap on the wrist and they didn't take down the club. So, I mean, whatever. Uh, that's a wop. I mean, rap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, funny girl. I know, funny right? Girl. Can't stop. Well, thank you. I appreciate that fully truthful version. Well, listen, if you just watch the movie and you think you know the story, you don't really know the story because it's different. Yeah, you're right. You're right, girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, you guys, Grunton just did a really good case on Ruby Ridge on our Patreon. If you guys want to go check that out go to patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. And you can get a lot of content there. You guys will love it. Head there now. And I also want to say that we love your reviews. Thank you so much. If you haven't reviewed us yet on Apple and you guys have an iPhone, please do so. And I'm going to give a couple shout outs to the people that have in the last week. First one being JMB Blast. She says, great podcast, and thanks for the great Patreon content. So thank you oh, for being a patron. Thank you. Clink, clink. Clink, clink to that. Rebecca Bracado, and I like how she spells her name, R-E-B-E-K-A-H. It looks really pretty. She says, I now love my Monday mornings because she has kids, and we make her laugh. And she says, say goodbye to fires and earthquakes and hello to Hurricane and I think tornado zone. I know. Oh God. She's got a point. <laughs> I know. Um, Texas mama of four. She loves the podcast and she has twin toddlers. So you know how that is. Gretchy. Mm-hmm. And then Jer021509. Love this. Love listening to both of you guys. And, um, you know, we had vapid. And I'm going to just tell you what vapid means if anybody doesn't know. And maybe I should have known. And I think you're supposed to say it like vaped, actually. Vapid, vapid. Offering nothing that is stimulating or challenging. Okay. Well, you know what? Fancy fucking vocabulary. First of all, eat a dick. Second of all, yeah, we're not for everyone. This clearly is not the podcast for you. (laughs) She didn't like, she only got a third of the way in and she didn't like that you couldn't fit into your underwear. (laughs) Well, definitely not the podcast for you. (laughs) Keep it moving. Why don't you go listen to some fucking NPR or 
you know there are a lot of really one of those out, smart people um, groups i am sure those mensi it's not mensi what is it mensa <laughs> mensa yeah those people have podcasts why don't you go find them we are the housewives of true crime <laughs> housewives right not we are educated experts. we are well whatever okay we're at least to fifth grade no okay <laughs> We do have college degrees. However, I can't do my fifth grade, my fifth graders math. That's the problem. That's a problem. Just saying. I mean, I could if I went, you know, and like did some YouTube tutorials, but who has time for that when I am writing crimes all day long? (laughs) (laughs) Larry Tudor. Um, Next time I talk to you, Gretchy Poo, I am going to be a resident of next time we record you're not going to not talk to me for four days oh yeah no no i'm not saying next time i talk to you on a zoom on a zoom well hello i'm leaving in two days so it could be possible but yeah the next time that we do one of these recordings which will be our patreon episode it will i will be a resident of the state of texas yeah okay okay i'll be in washington you guys, I've been getting a little bit nervous because people say that they're a little judgmental of the Californians in Texas. Yeah, don't advertise that you're from California. Well, I have California license plates. Well, so I'm going to have to figure that one well, out real change quick. That. <laughs> change it. <laughs> and my son has a Lakers backpack. I was like, do you think you could wear that? No, probably oh, not. I know. I'll go get him a Cowboys one. I like Cowboys. Yeah, you're going to have to change that. But I'm never going to not like the Lakers. That's just oh going to be my jam forever. Oh, my God. Yeah, who can Yeah. Hate all you want. The Lakers dominate. They just dominated the playoffs. I know. So I'm not. And did you see the Kobe to... chant? I mean, it's like, oh, so, oh my God. gosh, so sweet. But you know what? It was so amazing that they won this year. Mm-hmm. It just makes it so much better. Yeah, we got that going. We needed it. We needed it. And as much as we bitch about LA, it was like a big warm fuzzy. It was, yeah. Is it Dallas Mavericks or the is that the team? I can't give the fuck. I don't know. See, but I'm gonna go to the Lakers games when they play there eventually. Okay. Whenever we can go back to, you know. I think that guy from Shark Tank actually Mark Cuban owns the Dallas Mavericks or something. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Hey, listen to this. Did you see that Gavin Newsom said for the holidays you can't like Oh, yeah. They're canceling Christmas now. Yeah. You can't yeah. have more than three families at your house at one time. I mean, this fucking is bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to like call it right I now. Heard, I thought it was like something like no more than six people, which is like fine. It's like just like we're all going to make our own decisions. We're not canceling Christmas. I don't think you can tell me how many of my own family members I can have at my house. I'm so sorry. That is like taking it to the next level yeah that is let's govern ourselves please if we feel that we are high risk make everyone get a COVID test whatever quarantine before or not and we'll we're all grown-ups and we'll decide whatever it's up to us not you Newsom. eat a dick okay so anyways on that note clink clink everybody clink clink <laughs>